Clancy Pasta presents, I went searching through home videos. Something doesn't add up. Written by Anonymous Seeker 000. I barely ever get to visit my mom. She's a tiny old lady in a tiny house hours away from me. Of course, she was excited to see me when I came down to visit. We spend most of the day sharing stories about our current lives and her constant teasing. I still haven't gotten married yet, and she likes to tease me about it. I brought up something I hadn't thought of before. Hey mom, do you still have the home videos on tape? She looked up at me, taking a second to stop crocheting, and said, Of course I do. They're in the attic if you want to go check it out. She gave me that sweet smile she always had. I thanked her and hurried up to the attic to find the home videos. My childhood had always been a blur to me. I've forgotten most of it now, stuck in the harsh reality of the world. So, finally, I could take a little bit of time to appreciate my youth. I stumbled across a box of tapes with home videos written on it with a sharpie. I packaged them in my suitcase for when I went home so I could have more time to relive my childhood. After a couple days, I headed my way back to the place I call home. I rushed through the door, extremely excited to start watching the tapes. I'd been anticipating this moment all week, and finally I was able to chill and relax. I picked up the tape that was named 1999-2001. to I was born in 1999, so this was the first tape of all. I loaded it up and sat back on my couch. It showed some small clips of me climbing up on baby toys and drooling all over my plastic action figures. This only lasted about 10 minutes, then something strange happened. It was me, but there was a little girl next to me, a little younger. My mom was referring to her as my little sister. I found that strange considering I was an only child. I brushed it off quite quickly, but then again, she was there. My little sister I never had. I took the tape out and put the next one in, hoping it was just some weird phenomenon that could be explained. 2002-2005 I pushed it in once again and sat back down to enjoy. It showed me as a tiny, fragile little boy, me shoving cake into my face as child me burst out into laughter. Then, once again, she was there. Dylan, say hi to your sister! My mom pointed at her and I waved. What the fuck? I thought out loud. I paused it and decided to keep watching. I wanted to know what was happening. I fast forwarded a couple minutes and yet another strange appearance. A dog? I never had a dog. It could have been twisted memories, but I swear my dad was allergic to them. My dad wasn't ever significant in my life, but he was there until I turned 18. I felt sick to my stomach. This had to be fake. This was some stupid joke, but how would they get these videos and completely alter them? Once again, I put in another tape labeled 2005-2010. I bit my lips so hard it could have been bleeding. My fists tightened as I prepared myself for what was coming next. My little sister was now older and her face was more developed and recognizable. I'd never seen her before, but she did look like me. How could I have gone so long without knowing I had a sister, and a dog? 
what was happening. My mind was spinning with conclusions and assumptions. I pressed play, and there were videos of me and my sister on a playground, and even with the dog jumping into a lake with us swimming around. I almost vomited sitting there watching the childhood I didn't remember. I decided to put in the next tape. I grabbed the tape named 2011 to 2016. I tightened my grip on it, now getting all of my sweat on the tape. I forced myself to watch it. I wanted answers. It showed me and my sister doing arts and crafts, school stuff, etc. Then, once I had turned 15, there was a video of me and my birthday. My sister was there hugging me and even giving me a slice of cake. She seemed very kind and loving. Eventually, at this party, it was time to take some pictures, and the person filming was from the side. It couldn't have been Dad because he was in the video. I guess he had someone else take it. This was when I realized my mom wasn't in the video. The dad in the video didn't look like mine that I know today. I gave in and eventually ran to the bathroom to vomit. I calmed myself down. I decided to call my best friend over, Blake, and have some company. He sat next to me and asked what was wrong, and I told him everything. He looked at me strange and said, You don't remember your sister, Kate? My heart dropped when I heard those words. What the hell was happening? Nothing made sense. I begged him for answers. He eventually started to get frightened by me and told me, Okay, man, I don't know what's gotten into you. You always had a sister. You always had a dog. What the fuck else do you want me to say? Do I need to bring you to a mental hospital? He was getting frustrated with me, and now I only wanted to know the answer to one question. I looked up slowly and asked, Where is my sister? He gazed over to the wall and looked back at me. She's been missing since 2016. What? How? Where? So many questions filled my mind. Oh, also, Dylan. He looked at me with concern in his eyes. Your mom has been dead since you were little. In shock, I passed out, and I assume he took me to the hospital. I woke up with the bright walls of a hospital and the TV playing a cartoon show. After a few days, I returned home feeling weak and confused. I decided to play the last tape, 2017 to 2019. I held my breath and once again prepared for whatever would happen. It showed my school prom, graduation, etc. Then a video of me. This doesn't sound crazy or anything, but it was me visiting my mom at her house. I was so confused. Blake had said my mom was dead, but I had recently visited her? I was so confused. It was on camera, but who was filming it? It wasn't either of us. I sink into my couch feeling exhausted and weak. Nothing adds up. I don't know what to do anymore. I did some research, and I think I may have entered a different reality. Like I'd somehow switched. But that doesn't matter. I sit on the couch holding my wife close to me. Her loving smile always made me feel warm.
Clancy Pasta presents Always Check Your Pockets Written by Insomnia Storyteller Sometimes, we have moments that change us forever. Mine was when I got the phone call saying my wife had been found after being missing for two years, the one that said I had to come down to the station. Of course, I rushed there immediately. This was the day I had dreamed of. However, there was one difference between my dreams and reality. In my dreams, she had been found alive. They only found her because her kidnapper was well-liked. Neighbors became concerned when they hadn't seen him doing yard work in weeks and asked for a wellness check. When the officers arrived, they had to break down the door only to find his body, as well as my wife's, lying in a pool of long-dried blood. She always had a tenacious spirit, and I guess she kept it until the end. She had escaped from her basement prison and tried to fight her way out. While she didn't make it, neither did her captor. She made damn sure of that. The police found both of them with multiple stab wounds and presumed there was quite the altercation prior to their respective deaths. I have to say I'm rather proud of her will to live. I think aside from her death and knowing the torture she was forced to endure, the worst part was that I knew him. Michael Thompson was an old co-worker of hers, one she had been friends with previously. They hadn't spoken to each other in years and he wasn't looked at too closely. Too many people loved him and vouched for his kind nature. It's always the people you least suspect. However, the point of this post isn't to describe to you the horrors Michael put my wife through, or even to tell you about how wonderful she was. No, I'm afraid I'm posting because of what I discovered today. It was a bit chilly this morning when I went out for my morning walk. I went to my closet to grab a coat and remembered I had put my usual one in the wash. I hesitantly reached towards my brown leather jacket, the one that was my wife's favorite. She said it matched my eyes and would always ask me to wear it. As my fingers brushed the smooth leather, I remembered I hadn't worn it since she had gone missing. It had been three years since then, one since they had found her body. I took a deep breath and decided I was finally ready. I placed my arms through the sleeves relishing the memories of her sarcastic whistles and shining smile whenever I pulled it out of the closet for date night. So many times I had gone to wear it, but decided not to. I wanted to wear it when she was back, when she and I could go on dates again. I guess in a way I was accepting what had happened, coming to terms with the fact that there was nothing I could have done and that I can't change the past. I strolled down the steps of my front porch and began to walk. I had taken these walks often over the last three years, hoping one day I'd see her passing in a car or in a shop window. Of course now that couldn't happen. Absent-mindedly, I placed my hands in the jacket pockets as the cold wind numbed them. I felt something in there that I hadn't remembered. A folded up paper, it felt like. Thinking I had just found some bonus money, I pulled it out. It was a paper all right, but not any form of currency. I opened it up curiously and felt my heart stop as I read what was written on the small, ripped scrap. In my wife's handwriting was a message, scribbled as if in a hurry. It read, 
It's not Mike. Something else. Something in him. My wife was trying to tell me something. Something no one would believe. I thought about it. Thought I might be crazy to believe her. But then I remembered the detail the cops had brushed off. That I had questioned only for a minute. The weapon used to stab them both had never been found. The cops just wanted a cut and dry case. Didn't want to investigate further. But now I know Michael Thompson as we knew him was not her killer. He was the kind man everyone believed him to be. Whatever had gotten her was much, much worse. And worst of all, I don't think it died with Michael. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypasta store. And I hope you all have a great night. Cheers. <laughs>